disclaimer this episode is gonna talk about many possibly triggering things so if you're triggered by mental health depression suicide um self-harm and other things please be cautious and if you're thinking and if you're struggling with mental health please do not be afraid to reach out for help links to help you out will be in the description of this episode enjoy Well, hello there, people from the planet Earth. It's Jupiter, and welcome back to Jupiter Says Hi. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Okay, let's do it. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that if you want to follow me on social media, all my links will be at this podcast page at anchor.fm slash hi. And if you want to suggest themes, ask questions, maybe your question will be featured in the next episode or whatever. Um, if you want to suggest themes, if you just want to message me, please, please, please consider joining your Discord server. It's a very nice place. Um, where you can talk to people, get to know people. It's not just for questions and talking to me. You can do some gaming with people. Maybe you'll get a chance to just talk to me while I'm browsing the internet. I don't know. Uh, But I would highly suggest you join our Discord server. It's really nice. It's really cool. You get to suggest stuff and everything. And I would also suggest, I would also love if you considered uh, becoming a Patreon. That would be very, very nice that's up to you anyways um let's get on to today's topic i actually the idea for today was not to talk about this but in the middle of the week i kind of had a a, an inspiration i guess you could say to talk about this because i okay let's let me give you a little bit of context okay uh, so, th- this YouTuber that I actually mentioned a few episodes back, I recommended him to you guys, Mr. Amazing. He's coming back. He hasn't uploaded in a while, but he's coming back. And sometimes he does editing streams on YouTube, which are really, really great. I love watching them. <laughs> it's great. And his new video is about anxiety. It's coming out probably very soon, hopefully very soon. And it's about anxiety and a general idea of it and his journey with it as well and i felt inspired by that to talk about my own journey with mental health and mental illness and all that jazz because it's important although it makes me feel extremely vulnerable and (laughs) it makes me feel really really scared uh as well um i'm actually i i really want to talk about this because Although the idea of having people that I don't know <laughs> listen to this and be like, okay, this girl is problematic. Um, the comfort comes from the idea that dear friends will be listening to this. Hi, Laura. How you doing? <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing. Um, and let me just tell you right away that I'm, I'm a little bit um, rambly today. So if I ramble too much or 
word salad comes along. I'm sorry about that in advance. I'm a little hyped up today. We're going to talk about that later, okay? No spoilers. All right, let's let's get on with it. So I, I want to do it kind of in the format that we did the last episode, which was about my Catholic faith and my journey with religion and everything. So I want to give you an overall history of mine with mental health and everything and give you a little background to maybe explain how I got to here and then talk a little bit about mental health aspects and and things that I I find interesting about psychology and everything then if I have any questions I don't think I have any questions incoming Um, but if I have any questions I'll answer a QA, and a and then we'll get right into the recommendations for today okay let's do this so um I guess it all starts when I was in 2011, which is nine years ago. That's not a long time ago, if I think about it. I mean, it probably, it probably, don't get me wrong, it probably started earlier than that, but this is as far as I can remember that, you know, this has affected me in a way. Because in this year, a lot changed for me. I had switched schools. I had been in a school previously for a long, long time. It was a smaller school. Everybody knew each other in there, like teachers and everything. It was very small. It was very um, embracing in a way. And But I, I didn't have many friends there. And it was, it was kind of odd. But I never really... I, I never got made fun of there. It was just... I felt lonely. As lonely as you can feel as a child, anyways. Um, but when I got into fifth grade, yes, that was nine years ago. Make the calculations. Uh, my parents and I, actually was part of this decision, believe it or not, decided that it would be a good idea for me to switch schools. And go to a bigger school, in a different school. Because the previous school that I've been on was Catholic. It had a very intense religious background to it and now this new school was not anything like it it was bigger it was science like based it was completely different and it was also more expensive which meant it's it's a private school just so you know (laughs) which meant that there were richer kids there Eh, we're gonna get into it but uh (laughs) i i always got scholarships everywhere i studied when I had to pay for it. Now I'm lucky enough and I'm super grateful for that. Jesus bless that I got to I got in a public university and I don't really have to pay to study there although I do pay taxes to study there but you know you know what I mean. I'd have to pay extra for that which had been happening all my life. And I'm super grateful for my parents for fighting for this opportunity for me to study at such great schools. Because without that, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't be where I am today. Anyways, um, in 2011, we decided I would switch schools, and it was a big change uh, for me. I was nine years old. I was gonna be. I, my birthday. I was gonna turn ten years old, but I, my birthday is at the end of the year, so I was usually younger than my classmates because of that. My birthday was usually the last one and but that never stopped me uh, honestly like it was an advantage if i do say so myself because i don't know i was able to 
do stuff a lot younger. I don't know how good that is for some people. For me, it was okay, but for some people, it might be bad. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm getting on a tangent. On, on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, back. Um, and it was also the year that I had that I went through my first big loss, like a shocking moment, if I if I do say so, because my grandma passed away and it was just so odd to me because i i i was old enough to understand what death meant right i i I knew what it meant i knew that she wasn't gonna come back and i knew that i was never gonna get to see her again but part of me was too young to understand that it was hard for me to process it And, and in fact i was only able to process it like years later but we'll get to that anyways i i went through my first big loss and as a child it's weird to go through that because you don't know exactly how to react like i said i didn't know exactly how to process it and i saw all these people around me sad and and crying and i I cried but it was hard for me to truly feel what it meant you know like it, it was it, it never really hit me back then that she was truly like gone she was never gonna come back like to me she was just traveling around the world you know like it, it's it's okay but it was hard for me to process that information and so it was, as you can see it was a, a big year for me it was a change after change and because i was studying with all these rich kids <laughs> and i never really i i had only one backpack i only wore the same pair of sneakers every day to school because <laughs> i didn't care and i didn't have the best uh, school supplies or whatever i i was made fun of <laughs> by some mean ass fucking girls <laughs> shout out to them if i hope they're successful today honestly I, I really, I truly forgive them for that. Like, I, there's no point in, in being upset about it anymore. Like, it's been so long and they've probably grown from that as well. I hope they did. Um, you know, like, they, they just, they thought it was okay for them to do that. And, well, we all know that isn't true, but... You know that was uh, that was something and i i did have friends i did i was able to make friends which was great but i you know i never truly felt like i belonged in fifth grade and i'm talking about fifth grade i never truly felt like i belonged and then these mean ass fucking girls <laughs> were on my back and it was just really it was hard it was i felt very lonely again um which is, which is so sad for, for a child. They shouldn't feel lonely. Um, but I, I felt lonely. And now I, I see that. I didn't like understand what it was. Like I, I just felt kind of sad. And I didn't know how to explain it to people. But now I see it. It was pure loneliness. I've been a lonely person since I can remember. But I just I felt truly, truly lonely. It was hard. It was really hard to process that. But... You know, like the year ended, and I, I I got into sixth grade, sixth sixth grade, Christ. And now it's a good point to get into a tangent that has to do with the topic that I have grown up in a very 
not strict household i wouldn't call it that because my parents were never like you can't go out or whatever but very like high standards that's what it is very high standards in my house ever since i was born so you know i was always expected to be excellent at everything do a hundred percent get a hundred percent grades do you know be really really good and i not to brag or anything but i all my life i got good grades <laughs> with without the the effort of studying too much you know and i remember i felt bad i still feel bad about it because <laughs> i have a lot of friends that study their asses off to get the grades that i get uh and i'm just sitting here and i i remember like in middle school my dad would have to block my computer time because otherwise i would just i would stay in front of the computer all day and dad if you're listening to this i'm sorry that you have to hear this but i always found a way to make it <laughs> to make it last a little bit longer so i'm sorry about that that never really worked <laughs> anyways um so you know because I, I he wanted me like he was like you need to study you need to work hard and i was like i don't need to like i can get good grades without that so you know iq like 500 i don't even know so this is important to to say because i guess this is what uh molded me to have this nerdy image yet not really you know what i mean we'll get to that anyways so i got into sixth grade good job middle school a new phase in life and middle school was when oh god when it all went downhill (laughs) let's just say that also disclaimer if i laugh when talking about something really sad and really concerning it's just my way to deal with it i'm sorry if that's offensive but i it's nervous laugh i'm not really i don't really think it's funny i don't at all it's just my way to to talk about it without crying and getting uncomfortable okay back to the topic got into sixth grade oh god it's it's when okay middle school was a fucking nightmare let's just put it at that um I, you know, like I said, I I didn't feel like I belonged, right, with any group of friends. But in middle school, I met some people that are actually my friends till this day. We talk on the daily. In fact, we're gonna, we're gonna do some gaming on Discord today. So it's people that I know to this day. It's friendships that are long-lasting, that are amazing, and I thank God every day that I have them in my life, because jesus knows (laughs) but it was it was a time that it was as it was a change time for me and i was still figuring out what kind of friend i was because like i said i had never really had a group of friends so it was all very new to me so i was just figuring it all out how to be a friend who was jupiter as a friend and well (laughs) Let's just say I I wasn't a good friend because, you know, I'm not trying to justify it by saying, oh, I didn't have an experience because fuck this. But I wasn't the I wasn't the best friend. Um, I switched like I had a like a group of girls that I would hang out with. 
which are girls again that I know to this day and everything but uh I would often like switch to just this one person outside of the friend group just this one person and like just stick with them and be like we're bffs this was a term we used a lot back in the day i hope i hope the kids these days don't use that because it's, it's so cringy when i look at it now like sometimes i see pictures from back in the day we used to do collages or whatever because that was in and it was like collages of me and these girls and like bff and everything it's so cringy anyways but i i would switch friends like that like group of friends and then when it wouldn't work out because it never did because i i apparently i loved toxic friendships not to to drag the people who these girls who are my friends like honestly they are great people now i talk to them now but it was but back then it was a toxic relationship it didn't work it was terrible and I kept on doing this thing where I would leave these great friends that I had to get myself into a toxic relationship. I don't know why. <laughs> I just did. Because I thought that this, like, sticking together BFF forever, this thing was, like, what I needed. And, well, spoiler alert, that just made me a lot more lonely, um, in a sense. But it wasn't until 8th grade, 8th grade, 7th grade, 7th grade, when things truly escalated. Um, now, I've, I've been talking about friends and everything a lot, but honestly, let me say, these toxic friendships and friendships in general and people that I met back then have nothing to deal with this in any way. Like, I don't blame them at all. I would never, God forbid. Uh, they have nothing, like, honestly, they just happen to be there. But they're not to blame for any of this. Let's just put it at that. Okay, good. Uh, it was my, 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 my head, you know. Uh, in seventh grade is when I, this loneliness thing got really intense. And, again, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't go to therapy. I had been in therapy previously because my parents put me in it. They thought I needed it. And I hated it. I would sit there and I would not talk to the therapist. Because I didn't want to be there. That's the point. If you don't want it therapy, then what's the point? And so it didn't really help. I didn't really talk about these feelings that I had. And But I'm sure that, that it was visible. That I was... I wasn't doing well, <laughs> that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent, and around this time, you know, it was when a lot of, like, the platonic love stuff really started, and it was the kind of thing that really, really upset me, because I had a crush on this boy, this actually started on fifth grade, but it got worse afterwards because we, we had been in the same class for like a few years. And in sixth, seventh grade, it got so bad. So bad. Um, because I really liked him and it was just an innocent crush, honestly. Like, whatever. But he, for some reason, like, he was just a fucking jerk. And uh, for some reason, he took it to this weird 
side of things and and he okay let's just cut it short he called me a slut (laughs) for for some reason you know 10 11 years old 12 max slut come on was fucking ridiculous but he he went around spreading rumors about me and it was it was hard to deal with it i feel like if it was today i would deal with it a lot better but because i was so closed off i really didn't know how to deal with it and i expected these friends of mine to step up for me and when they didn't it was just soul crushing and well, that really hit me. Like, even talking about it, it's like, it's making me, like, I don't know. It's, it, it sucked. And it was the first kind of real crush. I wouldn't say that I fell for him, because I, God forbid, I didn't. But it was an intense crush to the point where I still remember it. It was memorable. Especially because of the outcome. Let's just put it at that. Okay, good. And, you know, it's just hard because he i remember he used to tell my friends like i would only date her if she changed uh this and that about her and these things that he wanted me to change were very uh distinctive parts of me so like my hair and and my glasses like for some reason so he was a fucking jerk and and for some reason i really i i had a crush on him and then after this of course i just kind of I I just kind of let it go and whenever I, I see him on social media I just I want to vomit anyways uh, but that was a whole entire mood experience vibes kind of thing um, and you and you put two and two together you get four so you put this failed crush plus my loneliness plus my lack of strong lasting friendships and you get what was probably depression i i wouldn't know because it was again for some reason as a child i had a really really hard time processing what i felt and Again, as as well as it ha- had happened with my grandma, I didn't process it until very late on. So it never really hit me that I was just so sad. You know, I was just so sad back then. I was just so lonely. And it sucks to think that a 12-year-old can be so depressed. That to me is just really soul crushing it's really terrible but i didn't i didn't really reach out for help either because i didn't think there was nothing there was anything wrong with me i just thought it was a normal reaction to what i had been through and in a way it was but because of the intensity of it and how long it lasted it wasn't healthy at all and it was bad anyways um that feeling endured until in eighth grade um okay this is the hard point (laughs) okay (sighs) let's do it um until in eighth grade (laughs) oh god um my dumb ass figured out a way to deal with those feelings (laughs) um let's just say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about that this is it's too much but let's just say 
you can already guess probably but let's just say it was not healthy at all <laughs> it was a really unhealthy way to deal with my feelings and my thoughts and to deal with this idea that there were so many thoughts in my head that this was the only way that I could just you know space out I guess um and this thing is is still a part of my life till this day I still struggle with this but it started in eighth grade and it was hard because um like my like a friend like two friends of mine knew about it and my parents eventually figured it out and oh god it was just it was messy it wasn't it wasn't fun <laughs> let's just put it at that okay it was messy it was not good and it was just it was a lot to process really and after that was when i really started reflecting on these things that were happening in my life and the way i felt about them and how it affected me how it affected my friends the people around me and it just it started to click i guess and it became a lot it became overwhelming so finally in ninth grade i guess you guys would call that freshman year high school to me it, here in brazil ninth grade is still middle school it's the final year of middle school but you know it was kind of already leaning towards high school anyways so to me it's freshman year as well um was when i guess this all turned into extreme anxiety so that was the first that was the year that i i had the first anxiety crisis that i can remember uh i guess a, a few of you would call a panic attack it wasn't necessarily a panic attack it was just an anxiety attack and it was a lot <laughs> it was it was it was just it was at that point that i said okay <laughs> i need help <laughs> i think i need help and you know honestly shout out to my friends uh who were there and supported me through this because i remember my first anxiety attack like it was yesterday um i was a pe PA class and we were, we were playing volleyball or whatever but I wasn't anxious about this about that at all um there was this girl I don't even know like I, I think maybe it was my head but for, I I for me this girl was talking about me and she was laughing at me and she was whatever and for some reason that really triggered me I know there's a meme with the with the triggering thing like, like being triggered or whatever but it was truly very triggering <laughs> for some reason I guess it has to deal with all these experiences that I had previously and I remember it was the end of PE so we were getting going back to the classroom our schedule here in Brazil is really weird don't don't ask and we were going back to the classroom and I remember I just felt so uneasy and it was just I was so overwhelmed by so many thoughts and everything. And I remember I, I, we got back to the classroom. I sat on my desk and my friend was with me. My friends were with me. They, we, we used to sit around waiting for the other teacher to arrive and just talking or whatever. And they, they kind of noticed I was, I, I was unsteady. But, you know, 
it wasn't a big deal until I sh- one of my friends uh, looked at me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I just I started bawling in tears. <laughs> um, I started crying like a baby, and I couldn't breathe. I remember that I couldn't breathe. I, I was just. It was, oh, it was overwhelming. Like, just, just an overwhelming amount of emotions and thoughts at the same time. And it's like, I like to compare anxiety to, like, imagine you're tied up in a chair. And the person who put you there is coming to you with a knife or a syringe. To me, a syringe is way scarier. <laughs> but uh, it's coming to you with a clear intention to harm you and you're trying to get out they're coming slowly and you're trying to get out and you can't because you're tied up this is what anxiety feels like this is what an anxiety attack feels like to me it's being tied up to that chair seeing that person arrive and not being able to move and trying to get out desperately and not being able to move um i'll get back to this metaphor later on but this metaphor this analogy i'm sorry but this is kind of what it feels like. I guess analogies help people who don't struggle with it uh, understand it better. But it's kind of like that. It's it's really just it's really agonizing and it sucks and it's okay. And I felt that way and it was so intense. It was like out of nowhere because it was the first time that I had experienced it. It was just it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was crazy. And my friend just, she was like, she, the teacher had arrived at this point. And my friend took me to him and she was like, can we, can we please go to the bathroom? She's not feeling good. And my teacher was like, okay, okay, go. And he was like, he was worried. And she went with me to the restroom and we said, she, she splashed water in my face. She was like, you're going to be okay. Just breathe, breathe with me. You're going to be fine. I'm here with you and everything. And it took me a while i don't remember i i have no idea how long it took me to finally calm myself down i would have to ask her i don't even know if she remembers this but um i i know it was a while but i have no idea because you kind of lose sense of space and time because you're so like tied up analogy that worked really well uh that you can't really like, you, you can't process the things around you. You're just so intensely lost in all that that it's just so hard to get out. So I don't know how long it lasted, but it lasted a while, and, and my friend was there with me. And then when it finally ended, and I was finally calm again, and I was finally being able to breathe, she told me, girl, girl, <laughs> um, I think you just experienced an anxiety crisis, an anxiety attack, and I think maybe you might want to get some help for that and after that I talked to the school I guess you would call school counselor and I talked to her about like the fact that it was hard for me to go to therapy because of the pricing and having to pay for it and everything was expensive and everything and also because I was scared of what my parents would think if I just got to them and said I need therapy (laughs) So, and again, that thing that I have been struggling with uh, was still ongoing. So with these terrible anxiety, 
crisis came the terrible terrible thing that I did (laughs) um and it's hard to put it in words I'm really sorry like you probably at this point you know exactly what it is but it's hard to say it out loud anyways um so I decided you know what I need therapy and the school counselor found a really uh a therapist that was really good for a good price point and, and she was like okay listen because you're with the school and because she graduated from this particular university you can get a good discount and i was really happy about that and it was a blessing truly and i started going to therapy and oh god it was great it was truly truly wonderful now remember this habit that i had when my parents used to take me to therapy and i didn't want to go that i just sat there and said nothing well that happened a few times with this therapist she was amazing by the way she was oh my god shout out to her like props to her for being so patient so incredible oh my god i can't i'm not with her anymore i I switched therapies when i got into college therapists not because i i didn't like her but because i i wanted to change her piece we'll talk about that but she i i was she was my therapist all throughout high school after that and I still had these moments where I just sat there and didn't say anything because I didn't want to talk about it. But eventually, we figured out that I figured out that talking was the best way. And honestly, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I love therapy. It's so great. It's it really, really, really is good to do to go to therapy. Like truly it's it's wonderful it really helps to talk it out and and have this safe space again this thing has become a meme but honestly like having the space where you know that uh whatever you say will not really be judged in any way it'll be worked through it'll be talked about but it will never ever be judged it took me a while to learn that and it took me a while to trust that because being a minor your your therapist when there are many concerning things like life risking things your therapist if you're a minor your therapist is it has to to tell your parents that you're at risk um so when i talked about a lot of the things that I have been doing she she was really concerned but she was like honestly I think you're mature enough for us to work through this uh, without me having to tell your parents but if it happens again I will have to so it was really great I it was hard trusting her uh, at first for a few months it was I went to therapy to talk about the great things that I did and to talk about the my achievements and everything and it took a while for me to be able to get to therapy and be like I'm not feeling great today and I feel disappointed or I feel lonely or whatever it is or I feel anxious you know and you know I finally started accepting that around high school and you would imagine like high school is usually the worst time right it wasn't necessarily for me, although I did go through some intense experiences in high school, um, friendship-wise and other stuff. But 
overall it wasn't as bad because I was figuring out this this world of admitting to myself that I wasn't okay and that it was okay not to be okay uh, it was great but at the same time it was in high school that I really 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 wanted to die <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um it was I had honestly I had the best friends that I could have asked for in high school honestly again they're still my friends the, these same friends that I met in middle school they were with me in high school they are incredible I, and honestly like if it weren't for them Christ knows but they saw a side of me that I don't think <laughs> anyone will ever see again because it was a moment in my life where I was just so so depressed so depressed and I remember it was I I got a right to go to school because I have a friend G if you're listening to this I love you I love you so much she lives nearby and we study together we have we had studied together we met in middle school and we've been studying together for a long time we're still really really good friends and she's like family to me and she used to give me a ride to school every morning and i remember there was this time in my life i think it was sophomore year or junior year it, it gets mixed up because both were really hard years for me but i think it was sophomore year i remember there was this one day that she arrived at the front of my house she was waiting uh at the gate for me and i rem- i had gotten ready i had put my uniform i hadn't woken up really well i wasn't feeling great but i was just like okay it's just feeling anxious we'll get through it uh and when i got out of the door and i saw her car there i i froze i froze and I started crying and I started screaming and I said I can't go I can't go I can't go and it wasn't because anything had happened at school honestly like really nothing truly had happened it was just that I I didn't want to go out of the house I didn't want to leave the house at all and I just panicked, I just froze, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, and I stayed at home, and there were days I couldn't even get out of bed, for that matter, I couldn't, like, it, it's it's not like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed when you're feeling lazy and everything, it wasn't that, it was the unability to get out of bed, I didn't even know if this word exists, but it was, it was, I, it was, I couldn't leave bed, I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't, it was just... I, I didn't have the motivation to do anything. Anything. I just wanted to sleep all day. And I wanted to die. Honestly. I wanted so badly to die. Oh god. This is so sad. And my anxiety was through the roof. It was terrible. This was sophomore year. Now I can confirm that. Because that's when I, my therapist was like, okay. Listen, you can't. Like, She told my parents, like, you can't just let her stay at home because it's just gonna get worse because when the day comes that she has to go to school again 
she's not gonna be able to go and yeah that was true because when i actually went to school like 10 minutes later 15 minutes later because i got there very early so there was really no one but when people started to arrive i freaked again and i called my dad and i was like please come pick me up please come pick me up i don't want to be here so you know there were a lot of days uh where i just i sat in the nursery in the the nurse's office shout out to the to the nurse i don't know if she's still there i would love to see her again because she was just so supportive she was wonderful she gave me tea she talked to me it was nice i'm almost crying talking about this she was a blessing um and i spent a lot of time there because i couldn't go into the classroom i couldn't bear to sit in the classroom with all those people watching class you know it was just so difficult and I I truly, truly, truly wanted to die. I really did. Because I didn't think I had a purpose in life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was around this time that I just... All the plans that I had made for my life... Just kind of... They didn't seem right anymore. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have a plan. And because I grew up in this household that expected me to that expected greatness that expected me to have a plan that expected me to do a hundred percent in everything it was scary for me not to have a plan and not to have uh, a a bigger a bigger purpose to go after and i i didn't know if it was even worth to try anymore which is so sad i i mean I think about this today and I'm like, imagine how many wonderful, wonderful things I would have missed. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm going to take this time to, to give a shout out to the wonderful, wonderful people who were with me in this journey. My therapist, my this nurse that I talked about, some of my teachers who were wonderful uh, enough to, to sit down and talk with me and be like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Um, wonderful, wonderful friends. Wonderful friends who, who stood by me and, and and said, you know, it's okay if you're not feeling okay. But please, please stay alive. Please stay. W- I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but, um, you know, having people with me to say, I know what you feel and I understand it. But it's going to go away and it's going to pass and you're going to be fine again. And... It was just so meaningful and it was so powerful because I can't imagine what what it would it would have been in me if it weren't for them. So truly, truly, I'm so full of gratitude for these people, you know, honestly. Like, oh god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um they truly saved my life. I it's not even like a metaphor, it's just they truly, truly, truly did. And I remember, like, my friend's reaction when I told them about, you know, these things that I was doing to my body and and how much, how much pain I felt and how much loneliness I felt and how hard it was for me uh, and how much they embraced me 
uh, and how much they told me, you know, it's going to be okay, and how much, you know, when I, I, I finally started on my medication, and I had to see a psychiatrist, it was really scary, like, the idea of getting your medication and going to see a psychiatrist just made me think, oh my god, I'm truly going insane, um, but the support that I got, the overwhelming support that I got was just, it was incredible, it was just so meaningful, and I'm so grateful for it, um, but I started taking medication as sophomore year, and it was truly, like, it was an experience that I was really scared about, I didn't know, like, because I had two kinds of people in my life, it was, like, in my family, it was the people who really wanted me to get on medication, like my dad, he thought this was the only solution for my problem, and my mom, and my aunt, and my family, who, and another part of my family who was like no you're gonna get addicted to this this is not a good idea at all this is you're you're gonna be hooked on this forever and it was scary for me because i had these both sides of like take the medication don't take the medication and i was like okay wow okay uh this is too much um but i talked it through with my therapist at the time and i was like okay maybe i'll give it a shot i gave it a shot for three years um glad to say this is very personal talking about your medication, but it's it's okay. Uh, I opened up my heart to you today. Uh, I'm finally getting off the medication, so yay. Um, this is probably why I'm a little jumpy, uh, but I I don't know. Like a, a lot has been happening because after I finished high school, finally finished high school, thank God, and I finally figured out what I wanted to do and all that, and I got into university. I told my therapist, like, honestly, I, I love your work, and I love doing therapy with you. You've helped me through so much. But I have a feeling that you still see me as that high schooler. And I don't know if I want to keep this up. And I think I want another point of view. And she was, like, she was totally okay with that. And she even recommended me another therapist which is the therapist i still see today she's wonderful um she oh god she's such a blessing oh my god please and again in university um i had i struggled with the same stuff um last year by then if that means anything um and something that really triggers my my anxiety and my depression is is vacation or holidays or staying at home doing nothing which is exactly what's been happening for 72 days now um so it's been a hard time (laughs) i guess you could say but i'm dealing with it quite well i guess um i started seeing this new therapist i i still go through like i still struggle with the same thoughts like there i have ups and downs and honestly like we're investigating this because i have really high highs and really low lows so i don't know what that means it might be the medication or whatever um but i still go through very low lows you know very low lows but i feel like how it'll never be like it was in high school because that was just wow it was really bad was truly truly bad um but you know after i started 
you know, studying really what I wanted to study, and I started meeting different people with different different visions of the world. Because studying at a private university uh, means that you get to meet many different people from many different backgrounds, which really helped me grow out of this idea that I needed to be, I needed to have the best things, and I needed to be the best in everything. Which is still, it's still a struggle, because, again, like, I, I have, I grew up with this idea that I have to be 100% in everything, that I have to be good at everything, that I have to be perfect at everything, and it's really difficult to deal with that, so, for that matter, you know, that hasn't really changed, but, you know, it's, again, it's not as intense as it used to be, because now I see things a little bit differently, I also, um, have the whole Catholic part of me to back me up on that as well. So I guess I, you know, going through that endless sadness that I went through in high school, I hope it won't happen with the same intensity ever again. But, um, yeah, I still, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm feeling, I'm fully cured. Like, this idea that if you get on medication you'll be 100% fine is a complete lie like you still struggle with the same stuff I just didn't have those intense anxiety attacks anymore and I didn't have like intense moments of extreme anxiety for no reason because what would happen is I felt anxious all of the time it wasn't just this is what classified it as a disorder right it wasn't just on on situations that would probably make me anxious like naturally it was on every single situation in my lifetime (laughs) like everything all the time i felt extremely anxious so disorder and i don't i don't really feel that way anymore i have been feeling a little bit because i'm getting off the medication but i guess you could say that's normal right my body's adapting to that but you know again like i said it it hasn't been as intense so at least we got that um but yeah i mean there are many things you know i i wanted to study psychology psychology for a long time in my life i actually considered it which was the plan that I had previously in my life. I was going to become a PhD in psychology. I was going to be this amazing therapist or whatever. Um, until the day my I decided it wasn't for me. And I didn't have a plan B. So it was really scary. <laughs> but I, I have a really... I still do have a big interest in psychology. And I do kind of study it sometimes because because I work in the field of education it's a great thing to have insights on psychology so there is that and I have a feeling that my experience with mental health will help me in developing great relationships with my students at least I hope so Uh, in great relationships with other people as well because I feel like this idea of mental health and mental illness and mental health struggles they are bonds in a way they work as bonds with some people i know that firsthand uh, so i'm definitely i i'm not okay it's is it weird i think it's weird to say that i'm grateful for all these experiences but 
you know, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't know what kind of person I would be today, so, you know, like, you guys know, I'm a firmly believer that everything that happens in our lives happens for a reason, and my mental health is probably a big shaper of who I am, so I definitely, like, I don't know if I would change anything, honestly, okay, I would, but (laughs) in a sense, I wouldn't either, you know, and I guess that's it about my mental health, it's, it's a struggle, you know, see, 15 minutes already, I, it's a lot, you know, and I'm sorry that maybe if you got emotional, if this was triggering for you, I'm really sorry, but I just, I felt like I needed to get this off my chest and talk about it and, you know, just put my story out there because maybe it'll help someone. (laughs) I don't know. Again, uh, I got inspired by the wonderful Mr. Amazing to talk about this, um, He's definitely not listening to this, but shout out to him because he's he's truly amazing. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, that was a mouthful. That was a lot today. Wow, that was an intense episode. Great God. Um, okay, I don't have any questions for today for today for Q and A. So if I do get any questions throughout the week about this topic I might make an episode just to answer Q&A's and but we'll see about that I don't know it depends on how many questions I'll get in the near future um let's finish this off okay wow I'm sorry for that um let's get on with today's recommendations um now, I'm, I don't remember if this is the song that I recommended last week. I hope it wasn't. Actually, I do hope so, because you should listen to this if you haven't yet. The song was presented to me... I'm sorry about that noise. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> this song was presented to me by Lena, one of my best friends. Uh, I don't know if she's listening to this. Shout out to you, girl. Love you. Um, it's a song called Ch- Cherry Wine by Hosier. It's amazing. It's really... It's truly a beautiful song. It's It's... It's the kind of song that's beautiful, but the lyrics are so sad that it makes you want to cry. It's it's great. It's my favorite kind of music. All right, I I really do suggest you listen to this one. It's a tune. I'm trying to learn it in the guitar. It's hard because I'm not I'm not really skilled with the guitar yet. I'm more of a piano kind of girl, but uh, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. I love acoustic music. This song is beautiful. Listen to it. Cherry Wine by Hosier. Um, for film, I recently bought a mug because Lena's birthday is coming up, and I bought her a mug of one of her favorite movies, The Grand Hotel Budapest. That's the name of the movie, right? Um, and along with that, I bought a mug for myself because I, I just I can't get enough of mugs for for my tea drinking life. I got a, a mug from the movie Psycho by Hitchcock, which is it's today's recommendation i watched it with my dad recently and i really really enjoyed it it's a classic of course uh it it was a it was a a life-changing cinema changing for that matter 
horror movie horror thriller movie but it did set a few standards for horror film so if you're kind of a movie nerd like i am you should definitely definitely watch it it's really good it's really really good hitchcock is wonderful i have seen another movie of his if you have watched psycho and you want more hitchcock i have seen vertigo it was the first film i watched by hitchcock and it's my favorite so far psycho is really good but vertigo is incredible i'm not gonna say anything about it because spoilers but definitely give it a shot vertigo is really good for tv show again i'm gonna talk about mr amazing all the time but like i i watched he made a video on black mirror uh a long time ago but it inspired me to rewatch black mirror and honestly it's really good uh, so if you want to watch Black Mirror, you don't want where you don't know where to get started. Jesus, I can't speak. Uh, you don't know where to start with it. Uh, go ahead and watch White Bear or White Christmas. Those are my two favorite episodes. So tips and don't don't watch the fifth season. That's just we can't forget about that one. Uh, for YouTube, I. I really, I really like Jack's films. He makes me laugh a lot. So maybe you want to check him out. Give him uh, a go. He recently posted Yai 500, which is a hour and a half long video, uh, but it's really cool. I highly suggest you watch Your Grammar Sucks 100 as well. It's really good. It's really funny. Um, it's great. Also, I just remembered that I didn't finish the analogy for anxiety that I made previously. Uh, so let me do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, so that the the idea that you're tied up in a chair and there's someone coming your way to harm you, very very slowly, slowly enough that it feels like it lasts forever. And there are three ways. I usually say that. And there's there are three ways you can get out of the situation. Um, number one you someone unties you comes to your rescue unties you gets you out of there um which is great like if you have someone it's usually a nice thing if you have anxiety i'm sorry it's usually a nice thing if you have anxiety to have someone in your life who knows about it and who is able to help you in this time so uh have people who send them like a little a little text like here's what you should do if i'm having an anxiety attack and give them suggestions of what they can do to help you it's it's truly it's life-changing trust me it's great um this is one way it's one of the best ways one of the easiest ways uh, because you just you kind of have to you don't really have to do much you just have to this other person will get you out of there but it's not the best way if you're alone. Uh, if you're alone, there are two ways. One is waiting it out. <laughs> sitting there, waiting for it to pass. And just see where it takes you. It's scary. It's really bad. It can last a long time. But if there is no one around you to maybe help you, it, it might be... The only way unless you know how to teleport <laughs> now teleportation takes practice studying 
it takes a lot of time to learn how to do, which is exactly my point. Um, if you want to help yourself during an anxiety attack, you need to be able to understand yourself enough to do that. So it takes a long time for you to be able to deal with it yourself. So in the meantime, you need people with you to help you out, which is the first way. But when once you learn how to teleport, and you you learn how to do that, it's a lot easier. So that's anxiety to me. <laughs> in an analogy, in a nutshell, this is what anxiety feels like to me, and what it what it is to me. Now, anxiety is completely different for everybody. Depression is completely different for everybody. No one feels anxiety or depression the same way. There are similar things, of course. This is what makes it makes us able to classify them as disorders and diagnose people. But they're very, very different because they're triggered by different things. And they happened in different ways. So... I guess this is a little, like, after episode note of if you see yourself struggling with this and you you related in any way to anything that I said here on the episode about anxiety attacks or depression or suicide, um, please, please reach out for help. It's completely okay for you to do that it's okay not to be okay it's okay to feel this way but it's important for you to reach out for help understand this and hopefully get through it in a healthy way and with the support system that you deserve because you deserve great friends you deserve people around you who will embrace you no matter what and who will love you no matter what so i think on the episode description i'll leave a link to worldwide suicide hotlines so if you're struggling with any suicidal thoughts if you think it's too much reach out for help these hotlines are completely anonymous most of them work 24 7 some of them you don't even have to call their their online chats so please 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 reach out for help you're not alone you god knows you're not alone um there's so many people who struggle with this daily who have experiences that shaped their mental state so terribly and who go through this and who can help you honestly and i'm not gonna say that you can reach out to me because i'm not a professional i can't give you the right the 100 percent correct medical medically correct advice of course my experience can help but honestly what you need is a professional who can guide you through this in the best way possible so please please don't hesitate in reaching out for help it won't make you any weak it won't make you 
any less wonderful, talented, and incredible as you are. Trust me, trust me, trust me. It'll only make you better to reach out for help. Um, it's worth, life is worth living, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Honestly, I know. I'm not just saying it out of, you know, like this is what everybody says. No, I truly, truly believe this. You know, I, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, and I wouldn't have lived so many wonderful experiences that I got to live uh, if I had decided to go. So, truly, truly hold on to this, to this thought that life is worth living and it's, and it's going to be okay. Truly. Truly, 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 it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Sometimes we need rain, you know? Sometimes the seed needs rain to grow. And after the storm comes the rainbow and all of those cheesy-ass phrases that are incredibly true. So. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, to do pretty says hi. But now I'm saying goodbye.